Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast to help you feel more like yourself within your motherhood. Each 30-minute episode features three actionable takeaways to help you become a more self-assured mom, someone who knows yourself, honors your needs, and loves your people. Listen in to feel encouraged as we learn together how to overcome overwhelm and find more magic in motherhood. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. I'm so glad you're here. I love Amazon reviews. I pretty much won't purchase something unless it has lots of five-star reviews. Are you the same way? I just trust my fellow consumers a lot more than the companies that are trying to sell to me. That's why I'm airing this special bonus episode today with some real-life reviews from women who have gone through my Self-Assured Motherhood, or SAM program, as we like to call it. I hope you already know that the SAM program is open for enrollment right now, but only for a few more days, and then it will be closed for an entire year. That's why I feel the urgency to get the word out to all of the moms in the 3 and 30 community, so you don't miss the chance to sign up if this is something that you really need right now. SAM is for women who feel overwhelmed and burned out in their motherhood, but who also feel very committed to their families and to becoming the mothers that they want to be. This program is for you if you love gathering parenting tricks and strategies and scripts from podcasts, Instagram, and books, but you don't always know how to apply what you're learning to your actual life. If you feel like you do a lot of learning and not a lot of applying, you need the SAM program. The program is nine months long, and each month we dive into one principle of self-assured motherhood and explore it fully. We have weekly classes and meaningful and fun homework assignments, and you'll find yourself a much better, happier, more fulfilled version of yourself at the end of the nine months. If you don't believe me, I want you to listen to the experiences of these SAM alumni that I'm sharing on the podcast today. Consider it like reading Amazon reviews. And I also want to point you to the sales page for the program, which is at 3and30podcast.com slash SAM. And on that page, you'll find all of the logistical details of the program and many more testimonials from our SAM sisters, which is what we call ourselves within the program. And it really does feel like a big sisterhood of intentional, imperfect, incredible mothers doing their best to grow and support themselves and their children. I love being with them and talking with them, and I love that I get to introduce you to a few of them today. In these little mini interviews, you'll hear them share about one principle of the program that was particularly impactful for them and how they applied it to their life. And I hope that as you listen to their experiences, you will see yourself in their successes and believe that similar changes are possible for you too. It's sometimes tempting to hear other people's wins and think, well, that's amazing, but I could never do that. Or I bet she has a lot more support and friends and financial freedom than I do, and that's why this program worked for her, but it wouldn't work for me. Or similar types of thoughts. Please try not to listen to those negative voices that are telling you that you can't do this. I have led almost 200 women with a wide variety of circumstances through this life-changing curriculum over the past two years, and I have been astonished by their growth. I truly believe that this is possible for you too, without a doubt. So if Sam is calling to you, I hope with all my heart that you will trust yourself and take the leap and join us. You can reach out to me anytime with questions at hello at 3and30podcast.com, or if you need some encouragement and advice on whether or not the program is a good fit for you, I will personally respond. Okay, let's dive into these Sam sister reviews. We'll start off hearing from Melanie in California, who is a mom and a stepmom to teenagers. And those teenage years can be a tricky and tumultuous time in family life. 
In this clip, you will hear how the SAM program has helped Melanie to start seeing her family through a more compassionate lens. Here we go. Okay, so I actually really loved at the beginning the section on voice your values. And it was interesting because it was actually pretty easy for me to determine my values. I feel like I'm at a place in my life where like 10 years ago, you know, it would have been a really monumental task to try to narrow those down. But now I feel like I pretty much know what my values are. So the aha moment for me came when you said not to moralize those values. Mm -hmm. No value is better or worse than another. It is what it is. These are all like neutral terms. That's kind of how it was presented. And as I thought about that, I just realized that I was judging other people by their values, Mm -hmm. like my own family members, my own kids, my husband. And it was really cool to look at them through the lens of values and just think, okay, they're not being lazy. They just don't value efficiency like I do. You know, that's one of my values. And so I get as much done as I can in a day and they don't. And that's frustrating to me. And I just think, well, that's okay because they don't value efficiency. Maybe they value, I don't know what a word would be that they would, yeah, peace or relaxation. And to take the moral aspect out of it really helped change my perspective on them and like soften my feelings towards them Mm -hmm. because it was frustrating you know they wouldn't be as efficient as I wanted or they wouldn't want to do service with me and I just think well that's the best thing that we can do with our time and service and no it's not not if that's not one of your four values Mm -hmm. you can be a good person and do other things yeah that's powerful to hear you say did you have resistance to that idea at the beginning when I taught it that these values are morally neutral and one's not better than the other where you kind of like, nope, but mine are the best. Yeah, totally. And I still push back on yeah. it, right? Because mine are the best. <laughs> I mean, it's really hard. It's really hard. But that's why I love the SAM program because it really did challenge so many things and it makes you think and it gives you new perspective mm-hmm. and it it changes you. Mm. It really did change. Like I said, I now look at things through a different lens Mm. and that impacts all of my relationships, really. Any judgment that I would have passed or that I still pass, no one's perfect. So anytime I'm being judgmental, I have the tool in a sense to step back and just be like, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It really just shifted that for me and makes me more patient with people and more accepting. And it does stop me in my tracks. When I do start to have those judgmental thoughts, it really did help me look at others in such a different light. So just to give people a little bit of context, what are your five core values? And then have you figured out or have you asked your family what theirs are? Like, how do they compare or contrast to yours? So mine are service, usefulness, efficiency, preparation, and generosity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm super intense. You know, I am, I'm an intense person. Yes. Like, I don't know how to just sit and watch a movie. I've got to be productive while we're watching a movie type of deal, you know. Preferably being productive, doing service for someone else while you're watching the movie. Exactly. <laughs> like, how can we better someone else's life by multitasking while we're spending time as a family watching this movie? <laughs> 
that's like my ultimate, right? Uh-huh. And no one else in my family wants to do that. They want to sit on the couch and watch a movie, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know what that quality would be. To answer your question, I haven't asked any of my family members to do the voice your values exercise. So I don't I don't know. I guess for me, I just leave it at that. Like their values are different and their values are just as worthy as mine. Mm. And that's all my brain needs. I haven't felt the need to really dive into it. It would be interesting. And I think that it's a wonderful exercise to do for anyone at any stage. Mm-hmm. I've got some teenagers. And I think it would be good for them just to help give them direction in these next few years. So now that you've mentioned that, that needs to go in our near future of like doing this as an exercise, you know, because I think it's really good. It it was really helpful. Yeah. The exercise that we do in the class, you could easily like print out and have them do. My older sister did it with her husband and her two. She has one teenager and one preteen. And she said it was really interesting. It sparked interesting conversations that she's like, I never knew that my child thinks that they value that. She's like, it's interesting because as their mother, I don't necessarily see that they're embodying that value. But to hear them say, I really value this opened up some like great conversation. Some families are going to be super resistant to that conversation. Mine will be. Yeah. (laughs) Not going to lie. Yeah. Teenagers, need I say more? And like, you don't have to have them sit down and do it to be able to see through a lens of they just have different values than I do. I would absolutely hands down recommend the SAM program. It has been life changing as far as my relationships go with my family. I know it's self-assured motherhood, Mm -hmm. but I feel like 95% of this is just like, it should just be called self-assured humanhood. Yeah. Whether you're a mom or not, like I truly believe it will magnify your human experience regardless of where you're at or who you are. I really believe that. It's incredible. I love that Melanie was so able to rattle off her five core values when I asked her about them. Not only has she identified them, but she remembers what they are and she utilizes them in her everyday life to make decisions and to see her family through a more compassionate lens. That's the beauty of the SAM program. And if you want to get a similarly good understanding of your unique values, I hope you will join us because we spend an entire month talking about this. Thank you so much for sharing that experience, Melanie. And next up, we will hear from Lexi, who is a mom in Texas. You're actually going to hear a lot more from Lexi in an episode coming on Monday. But for now, I'll just tell you that she is an amazing mother of two little girls, one who has a rare seizure disorder and is medically fragile. Through Sam, Lexi learned that she needed to care for herself as thoughtfully as she takes care of her precious daughters. And I'll let her tell you more about that. One of the biggest things that was a big mindset shift for me was thinking about soul care or self-love or self-care. Instead of it being all about, you know, baths and skincare and getting your nails done or doing things for me in the typical way you think, oh, if I could do anything, what would I do? Just for whatever reason, my cup wasn't feeling full. And so one of the biggest things that I learned in the Sam meeting was talking about how specifically doing things that you naturally do for your children and doing them for yourself. And I discovered that I was neglecting a lot of stuff. Like I can't even tell you when I went to the dentist loss. I didn't know the last time I had really had a good bedtime routine. 
just all sorts of stuff. I was behind on all my doctor's appointments and just things that I so naturally did for my kids. And like that was a big shift in thinking about taking care of myself and how to help myself feel better. Yeah. That soul care isn't just baths and massages, which are great. Those things are wonderful. But soul care is also about those basic things. And some of it is sometimes kind of tough love. It's like, I know you don't think you want to go to the dentist, but it's going to make you feel a lot better to do it. To take care of myself and mother myself the way I would mother my children, I'm going to make that dentist appointment that I know that I need. Yeah. And a lot of the Sam pillars, they really do intertwine. And so by the time you get to soul care, you've already talked about your story. And my mom was not super available growing up. And so a lot of the traditional, like, let me nurture you, I've been kind of like running, trying to do my best, taking care of my kids, listening to all the podcasts, reading all the books, like trying to figure out how to do it because it just wasn't modeled for me. And a big hot topic is reparenting yourself. But really, that's kind of what soul care has been for me is the same idea as reparenting. But it's just the way that Sam introduces everything. That concept finally makes sense to me. Yeah, because everything builds. And that is what I really love about this program is that, I mean, you could jump in at any point and it would be valuable for you, but not nearly as valuable as if you start at the beginning with Know Yourself and the units within Know Yourself, which are voice your values, celebrate your strengths and study your story. And after you've done those, then you can move on to honor your needs, which is when we talk about soul care and everything makes a lot more sense because of the foundation that you've built. What are some of the key things that you do to make sure that you're getting soul care? I know you mentioned a bedtime routine. What does that look like for you? I basically wrote out everything I did to nurturing and mothering towards my children in their bedtime routine. And I wrote it all out. And then I was like, how can I do this for myself? So I refill my water. I take my vitamins. I brush my teeth and I do my fancy skin routine that's not super fancy. Mm -hmm. And then I just do whatever I want. I scroll if I want to. All the things that later I might have felt bad about because that's all I did. I do. And it's really nice. And then I turn off all the devices. If I have a TV on my phone, whatever. So I put my phone on the charger. And then next to my bed, I have a reflexive gold journal that you have. And I plan the next day. And I read. And my room, I've made super cozy. Everything's super close by. I have water. I've already gone to the bathroom. Everything I would check off my list for my kids. And then I'm in bed. I'm reading a book and I'm so comfortable. And usually I just go to bed when I am tired. I'll just close my book and be done. But I do set like a 30 to 45 minute time just so that I'm in bed by 1030 asleep. Just so that I can get for the next day and have plenty of rest. It does sound very soulful. I'm like, I want that bedtime routine. Well, I can have it if I just start consciously taking care of myself in a similar way to how I take care of my children. And I love that you actually did a chart with them on one side and you on the other. And how could you mirror it? If they get bedtime stories, so do you. You get reading time in bed. If they get cozy blankets and a sound machine and you want those things, you get them too. Because 
you deserve to be nurtured and taken care of just as much as your children. So that is a beautiful example of soul care. And I'm so glad to hear that you got that from the SAM program. I love those insights from Lexi. And ever since I spoke with her, I've been dreaming up a cozy bedtime routine for myself. I want mine to include fuzzy blankets and reading and journaling time for sure. And this is the kind of soul care that we can prioritize without spending tons of money on things like spa treatments or vacations. We want to have pockets of deep soul care incorporated into our everyday life, not just when we are burned out and at our wits end and trying to escape our life. Soul care should be part of our life. And I'm so grateful for Lexi's ideas. Next up, we'll hear from Meredith in Michigan, who also has two young children and who has learned through the SAM program that she can modify her hobbies and passions to fit in her current season of life. Not only can she do that, but it's actually necessary if she wants to feel like herself and bring the best of herself to her motherhood. So let's hear from Meredith. I could find a way to adapt a hobby that I once loved before having kids into like the crazy busy season with two little kids. So modifying my expectations of what baking and cooking look like. I can remember Christmases before I had children and I filled a whole graph paper with everything I wanted to make for the holiday season. And then somehow I would just make it all happen. And even if that meant sacrificing sleep and cleaning the house or whatnot. And I quickly realized after my daughter was born, or especially my son, he just turned two that the bandwidth and energy to make those recipes or even just cook or bake was just not something that could happen in this season. I was hanging on to and wanting to try and have baking cupcakes for your birthdays look exactly the same way, even when I was trying to take care of my children and need a lot more sleep. And when we spent time on celebrating your strengths and looking at our values, I feel somehow it was connected with that, that Baking didn't have to be a three-step where I made the frosting from hand and the filling and the batter. That it could be as simple as we're at Costco and my three-year-old asked if we could get the brownie mix. And sure, and a three-year-old's not going to let you forget that you brought brownie mix (laughs) and you're going to make them that night. And we did. And we also made a mess. But just recognizing that I enjoyed before having kids was enjoyable And I can still enjoy baking now. It just looks different that I get to include my three-year-old with a package mix. And if we make a mess, it's part of the memory. And I just can hold in mind that all the messes can be cleaned up and I get to teach her how to clean up that mess. It sounds so simple to make those adjustments or modification, but I realized I could take something I liked where a Pinterest recipe with all the handmade stuff and still find a way to check the box of baking, but in a simple, more doable with my cute little assistant. Mm-hmm. Well, and it sounds like baking, like it's more than just checking a box for you. It's something that you realized really you love, right? Mm-hmm. So like you had been putting that aside thinking, oh, it's not my season to do that. And then you realized it can still be my season to do something I love. It just has to look different and that's okay for the time being. Yeah. I was thinking of that it wasn't just checking a box for cooking, but that I like to show love and honor people by bringing Mm. food or or treats that I make. And Mm. it was shifting than I did on my own to incorporating my daughter in those experiences and just modifying the time and the way we 
we did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And have you been able to use that principle in other hobbies that you once loved and make them fit now in your motherhood? Yes. I also really loved running and I got into training for half marathons. And my daughter was born in January and that October I was able to train for a half marathon. And I developed like a injury that I needed physical therapy for. Um, PT suggested a run-walk program Mm -hmm. to get back into running. And I never would have thought of that. And the thought of getting back into running after taking time off after my daughter was born, it just, it was a different perspective of running can look differently and here's how. And it was helpful to have that approach of a different training program to get over my intimidation of running is going to look differently than it did when it was just me that I was responsible for. Then, especially after the pandemic and my son was born, I haven't ran a half marathon since that time. It'll be four years ago. Mm -hmm. But I don't need to do the half marathons right now. I can just go for a longer walk and just looking at what did I enjoy about training for a half marathon with getting active and, and moving. And now it means maybe pushing the stroller wagon and we walk through the park and yeah, maybe we get ice cream too. And I'm grateful for my little tiny humans that I get to nurture and guide. And that being active part looks different and I don't need to follow the same program that I thought I had to do. So inspiring to hear women learn how to be themselves within their motherhood. I myself love a good brownie mix and a long walk, and I'm grateful for Meredith's ideas for how this kind of soul care, based on our values and strengths, can come along with us as we enter new seasons of motherhood. It might have to look a little different, but that's okay. And last but not least, our last little mini interview that we're going to hear from today is with Libby in Utah who's a mom of seven kids ranging in age from grown up and out of the house down to elementary school. Libby is such an inspiration to me as she has pushed herself to believe in herself and celebrate her strengths as she re-enters the workforce after a 23-year break. I'll let her tell you about that. So the one that really I think was most meaningful to me was celebrate your strengths. And I'd spent most of my life feeling really insecure and dealing with some imposter syndrome and not feeling like I was good at anything. And I still remember you did a Sam class talking about strengths. And I told you that one of my weaknesses was that I was lazy, but then strengths being that I I would love to learn. And you pointed out that it's not laziness, that I was using my mental energy for thinking instead of for actually doing things and physically moving around. And that was huge for me because then I realized oh, right. I'm not lazy. My brain is constantly working and I love learning new things and I love a challenge. That was really helpful for me to see that in myself and recognize it for the first time ever. So right now my husband has been unemployed for about six months. And Mm -hmm. when he first lost his job, I haven't worked outside the home. And so this was like, you know, our sole income is now gone. And it was, you know, scary, obviously, but because of my love of challenge and the fact that I've done things, we're actually totally fine. We had savings and we're still doing fine on the savings account. So we haven't had to panic or fear. But I also realized that it's probably time that I stretch myself and try and find some work. And I haven't worked, like I said, it's been 23 years since I've worked outside the home. 
but I have an accounting degree. And so I started looking for opportunities to use my degree and experience is so important in the workforce right now. And I don't have that because of my giant resume gap. And so there was a lot of feeling of inferiority and insecurity and unsure of whether I could do anything anymore or not. But I, I realized I was like, I do know how to do things. I do know how to take a challenge. And so I talked to a couple people and I trained myself on QuickBooks Online. I took all the courses on that and I passed off the certification and I started looking for bookkeeping work. And in the process of looking for that, I found a neighbor who's running a small business out of her home and she needed some help. And so I've been helping her with market analysis and with mm -hmm. strategizing her pricing and figuring out things with that. And it's been really liberating because... I've never done it before, but I was like, hey, I can totally do this. This is like right up my alley. And I figure it out quickly and I have confidence. And then she acts on my suggestions and I feel nervous for a minute, but it's been really good for her company too. And so yeah. it's been great for me to see that, yes, I can do something that's hard. And yes, I can take on these challenges and I'm really good at it. Mm. I love hearing you say that, Libby. Say it again. I'm really good at it. I'm really good at it. <laughs> That's what I want women from my program to feel and believe and embody and say. I have a unit where I have you identify your strengths, and that is hard for women to identify and own and say out loud, I am really good at this. This is my strength. And I can just see the difference in your confidence from a few years ago. So you've done the SAM program twice, right? Yes. And I'm sure it's not all because of Sam, but you do seem more confident and more able to own and speak your strengths. And I love hearing how you've sort of taken this challenge in your life with your husband's unemployment and said, well, I can do something about this. I can help. I can utilize my strengths. I'm good at this. And I have found in my own personal life that when I start really leaning into my gifts, my strengths, my purpose, that... I am filled with fulfillment and confidence. And I can see that, you know, kind of radiating out of you. Yeah, I think I feel more alive when I'm taking on a challenge and figuring things out on my own. Instead of saying, this is too much, this is too hard. I say, okay, well, what's the first step? I can do this. And I like it. It gives me, it gives me energy, I guess. But, you know, I just, I feel more alive because I feel more like myself. Like this yeah. is me solving this problem. And I'm, I'm good at it, like I said. <laughs> Yeah, I love that you just said, I feel more alive because I feel like myself. That's the premise of all of my work, to help you feel more like yourself in your motherhood and in your life. And it makes me laugh to think that you ever thought you were lazy. You homeschooled seven children, Libby, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. still doing it. <laughs> you are not lazy, clearly. Um, but sometimes we have these stories about ourselves and to challenge those and say, OK, maybe I'm not out like running marathons or doing manual labor, but I am not lazy. cleaning my house. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And speaking of the resume gap, I mean, it frustrates me because I'm like, there should be no resume gap for you or for any mom. There should be a big fat. I raised and homeschooled seven children. Like talk about the skills that you gained through that experience. And hopefully good employers recognize that. And I think they do. I definitely, as an employer myself, would definitely value and recognize that both for my business and my husband's business. So I'm so glad that you found work that you're excited about, that you're invested in, that they can see what you bring to the table. And this is just a really empowering story. I'm really grateful that you'd share it with us. 
Yes, of course. I would absolutely recommend this program. My life has changed in the sense that I've found more of myself. I've found more confidence in myself. I've found things that bring me joy. And I've learned a lot about why I think the way I do and why I do things the way I do and how much control I have over that in my own life. Every minute that I spent helped me find myself. And I can't put a price tag on that. I love Libby, and I loved hearing her say, I am really good at it, loud and proud. I fully believe that all of you listening are very good at many things that you may be undervaluing in yourself right now, and I'd love to help you identify your strengths and figure out how you can bring them more fully into your life if you join me in the SAM program. If those five SAM sisters haven't convinced you yet that you belong with us in SAM, I hope you'll go to the program page and read about the experiences of many other women who have gone through the program. We have lots of video testimonials, so you can hear directly from them. I'm biased, but I honestly think it's way better than just reading Amazon reviews. My friend, more than anything, I hope you believe that you are worth investing in. I hope you believe that you can change and become more of yourself, more of the person that you want to be within motherhood. This program is a step-by-step framework that walks you through how to become more self-assured, and I've never seen any parenting program like it on the market. It's an expertly designed cumulative curriculum that comes with support and community, and it will work for you if you genuinely invest the time and energy. I am so confident in that that I actually offer a money-back guarantee for the program, which you can read about at 3in30podcast.com sam. For now, I want to end by reading you one more review. This one comes from Kirsten, a mom of two living in South Korea, and she said this. The SAM program has simply done what it claims. It has made me a more self-assured mother. Motherhood has so often felt like being dragged behind a charging horse. I have spent a lot of time reacting and overreacting to my kids, and frequently not in ways I'm proud of. I've attended parenting workshops, read books, listened to countless podcasts before, but not a lot of it was actually making a difference in my day-to-day interactions. This program is different. What it offers is a framework that helps you assimilate the information you know about yourself and your family with best practices and solid advice. The nine-month timeline was perfect for me to slow down my brain and focus on just one aspect of parenting for a month and think through how it was going and what small changes could make it go better in my home. Things I learned in the program led to incredible conversations and collaboration with my partner and also with my kids. I am more the parent I want to be now than I was when the program started, and I'm incredibly grateful. End quote. And I want to end by saying that I am incredibly grateful to be able to do this work. And I'm incredibly grateful for each of you who are part of this community. If the time is right for you, I'd love to get to know you better in the Self-Assured Motherhood program, and enrollment for that will be open through Thursday, September 21st, 2023. Please always remember that I am rooting for you. I believe in your ability to become the mom you want to be, and I hope you have a beautiful week with your family. <laughs>